and welcome to another Meta Media production of JW on Purpose with your host, JW Nigerian, as he interviews and discusses business, finance, self development, and lifestyle. Hello, everybody. This is JW Nigerian, and we're on today with Claudia Suzanne. How are you doing, Claudia? I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for coming on today. I so appreciate it. You're a ghostwriter, correct? I am a ghostwriter, and I have been a ghostwriter now since the late 1980s. One of the few oldies in the business. <laughs> um, I do a lot of uh, um, interviews of authors, and I thought it would be so fun to have you on today. Um, you've written a couple books, a few books on the subject of ghostwriting, and I thought it was pretty interesting because you talk about all the facets of ghostwriting, including the politics of it, and, and I, I don't even know what that means, but I'd love to get into those, those things today. Okay. Well, I actually have written the only textbook on ghostwriting. Uh, there have been a lot of books, or not a lot, there's really only a handful of books on ghostwriting, and most of those are about how to go about getting clients and writing contracts and dealing with problems as they come up. Um, Secrets of a Ghostwriter, which is my textbook, talks about how to do the job, the specific skills of ghostwriting, which I really feel should come first before you talk about how to go out and get the job. And it talks about the theory and um, the perspective you need in order to handle the job, in order to perceive the job for what it really is. Ghostwriting is not the same as writing. It is not the same as writing. Did I already say that? I'm going to say it one more time. Yeah. Ghostwriting is not the same as writing. It's totally different. It uses different skills. It uses a different perspective altogether. And then, of course, the book does go into how to find clients and how to deal with them, how to write equitable contracts and what have you. So um, my textbook, which I use in my class, Ghostwriter Certification Training, covers everything you need to know about ghostwriting, not just how to go out and get, you know, clients and, and write equitable contracts. Right. Although that's Your book is called it. The Complete Overview of the Industry from Concept Through Sales. That's a, one of the current books you have out. And you you are the person to talk about this. You've done over, as I understand it, over 115 different titles, and I've seen the different subjects you've written on. I don't think there's – it's probably easier to find a subject you have, haven't have written on. <laughs> well, I can name those. I don't do horror, and I don't do real estate, <laughs> and I don't do finance. <laughs> Other than that, I think I've written on just about everything. And you've done this for how many years now? Uh, since 1989. My gosh. Were you a writer before, kind of a... I was a professional drummer. A professional drummer? Yes. I was a professional drummer, and when I couldn't play the drums anymore, I wrote a book about... Um, I, I worked with my husband and my road manager, and my husband and I wrote a book about being a club musician, and we uh -huh. got it published, and then I had to do something else since I could not go back to playing the drums, so... Somebody asked me if I would help them write a book, and I did, and it just kind of took off from there. Wow. So your background, do you, let me ask you, because I don't know yet, your background in writing is not uh, a school background? No, it is not. Okay, but I have, written, a, go ahead. I have written enough books that um, I was contacted by um, a small college, and they asked, you know, uh, if, if I wanted to 
get a degree for all the books I've written, and I couldn't give them a great deal of information, but I was evaluated as having a master's level of knowledge. And I right. do guest lecture at Cal State Fullerton every semester. So I guess I've learned a little bit along the way. <laughs> 115 titles. Most of us, you know, well, we have, might, might have a book in our head, but most of us have not written yet, so I think that's pretty impressive. An so awful lot of you, people have you, a book in their head. What's that? An awful lot of people have a book in their head. Theoretically. Yeah, I was talking to um, uh, Mr. Frischman. He uh, has Morgan James Publishing, and he says that uh, quite a few, and I think you said 81%. 81% of the American public theoretically has a book in them. And if you extend that to the uh, you know the entire global population, we're talking over five billion people who feel they have a book in them. That's a lot of people. Right. Though Rick, I think, would tell tell some people maybe you know not everybody should write a book. <laughs> I don't know what you would say about that. Well, I would say that. It used to be the hardest part of writing a book was writing the book, and the second hardest part was getting published. Now the, there is no problem with getting published. Anybody can get published, but it's still not an easy thing to just write a book. Books are not easy to just put together, especially if you don't know what you're doing. You can write an article, and you can write a letter, and you can write a chapter or two, but creating an entire book that somebody else wants to read, that takes a little bit of doing. As right. to whether or not everybody should, that's really very personal. I don't know that everybody should publish, but I think everyone who feels they have something to say should get the chance to say it. Absolutely. So would you, um, let's go back a little bit. Would you, um, do you believe that there's a lot of gifted people out there, and, and I understand that there's, you know, people with brilliance that doesn't come from learning things in school, but would you um, Recommend that people, if they're going to, if they're looking at being a, a ghostwriter or writing, that they do go to school. Well, um, yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I I fought my way up the the ghostwriting, you know, whatever it is that I fought my way up, um, just by trial and error. And I was always had a gift for writing. I mean, I, I just, that's just the truth. But most of the students who take ghostwriter certification training, the class that I, the only class, in fact, in the world that teaches, you know, ghostwriting, um, to the extent that I do, most of my students have uh, at least bachelor's degrees. In fact, I think they all have had bachelor's degrees so far. Um, or a good many of them have master's degrees, and I've even had a few who've had PhDs. So it does. You have to know how to write. There's just no way around it. If you're a natural writer, and you're you're gifted that way, then maybe you don't need to have a college degree. But if you, you know, if you want that level of vocabulary and that level of um, communication on the page, where you can look at something and figure out how to make it work, if you can have that analysis. Those are the kinds of things that you do learn theoretically in college. You learn how to analyze. You learn how to step back. You learn how to look at the big picture and then hone in on the little picture. It's easier if you already know how to do all of that. Of course, you right. may have learned that in life. You may have learned that um, just on the job, or you may have a natural tech, a knack for it. Most ghostwriters 
originally started, you know, years ago when, when there was only a handful of us in the country, there were no qualifications. There are still no qualifications for ghostwriters. And what I'm doing right now with ghostwriter certification training is I'm kind of imposing a little bit of a standard of quality on the field, something that an agent that I just had lunch with the other day told me he really appreciated because there are so many people out there who do know how to write and they do have an education and so they they think they know how to ghostwrite and they charge a good amount of money because after all they have a master's degree or a PhD or they've been teaching for all these many years and so they figure they they are qualified to do somebody else's book but what they deliver is not a well-ghosted book. It may be a well-written book, but it doesn't make the client happy, and it doesn't say what the client wants it to say. And then the client has spent all that money for nothing whatsoever. They can't sell it. It's it's useless. And so yeah. what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to teach as many people as I possibly can the difference between writing and ghostwriting, two totally different approaches, two totally different skill sets, so that more of the people who do want to put out their own book can get the kind of help that will help them put out the book they want that sounds like them that says what they want to say. Okay. Well, you brought it up a couple times, Claudia. So let's define. You've said and you've reiterated that writing a book and being a ghostwriter are very different things. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Absolutely. When I sit down to write, I... I I'll make a, a, a couple of notes to myself about what I want to say, and then I will pull from the back of my head the things I want to talk about, and I'll just write it. It will come out sounding just like me in my style and in my voice and in my flavor and color. If anybody who reads it is going to know it's me. I, I wrote that. I have a very distinctive voice on the page, okay? When I go strike for somebody, I throw all of that away. I get into the client's head. The client and I sit down and figure out exactly what the client wants to say. The author tells me how he wants to manipulate the book, how, who he wants the book to talk to, the point he wants to make, the perspective he wants to bring to it, the intent he has for the book. And then we write that book so that it sounds just like him and says exactly what he wants to say. And it comes out that when somebody reads it, they say, oh, this is Charlie, oh, or this is Jane. It doesn't sound like me. It sounds like them. It says what they want to say, not what I want to say. I don't think I've ever written a book, ghosted a book, that actually said exactly what I would have said if I'd been the one writing the book. But it says exactly what the author wants to say, because Let they're the ones. Let something for me. I'm... And I'm just guessing you can tell me whether I'm right or wrong because I've never been a ghostwriter, nor have I written a book, so I can't answer any of this. But learning from a class, and you brought the class up, um, and I know you have, what's it called, WAB? I, I can't even pronounce it, I'm sorry. It's a Wambi Tech? Yes. The name that's of my company is Wambi Tech. Pardon me? That's the name of your school, right? That's the name of my company. Oh, your company, okay. Um, Wambi Tech. When you're teaching somebody, you, you talk about being a good writer. That's, that's very helpful. And having the even whether you have the brilliance of just being a natural writer, or you go to many years of school and be and become a good writer. Um, ghostwriting, like you said, uh, first of all, you have to get in the client's head and deliver what the client wants, and, and be able to learn how to listen to the client. But um, 
I know if I go into my head and decide what my story is going to be or what my book is, that I've lived a, a couple of lives, and I wouldn't know, know how to define what my book should be about because it's kind of a mine would be an, if if I wrote it it'd be an ADD you know study in ADD. Does that make sense? <laughs> but that's another one of the skills of the ghostwriter. That's exactly. another that's one of bringing, the things. That's what I'm trying to bring up. You have to have skills as a ghostwriter to be able to bring out the story, right? You do. You have to be able to figure out exactly what the uh, author wants, even when the author doesn't know what they want. You have to be the one to figure out the strengths and and the deal breakers. You have to be the one to figure out who the audience is and make sure that the language stays at that audience level. Mm-hmm. You have to be the one to know how to put this together and to know how to draw it out of the author so that you can put it together. In other words, you have to know how to use the erector set. It may be their erector set, but you have to know how to build the building. Right. So tell me, um, when somebody's picking, let's, let's talk just about, because I think most people we're talking about, uh, uh, two people are listening into this, and that is somebody who wants to become a ghostwriter and somebody who's looking for a ghostwriter. So let's start with somebody who's looking. What's the biggest mistake people make when they're looking for a ghostwriter? They want somebody who will work on spec, and they don't realize that when they hire somebody on spec, they're hiring an amateur. That's the uh, biggest mistake, without question. So what is the best way to approach it? You want to look for somebody who, who has not written a lot of books under their own name, but has ghosted a lot of books, or who has, not to, you know, excuse me, here comes blatant self-promotion, somebody who has taken uh, a class and learned how to ghostwrite, learned the actual rules and the actual skills of ghostwriting, or who has been in the business long enough to know what they're doing. You want to look for a ghostwriter, not somebody who's a writer and is ghosting on the side because they're not necessarily going to bring to you what you need. You need somebody who will not have their ego in your book. Yeah, that sounds important. That sounds very important. Very. Um, where's your, again, uh, you brought up the, the class. Let's just talk about your class really quick. Um, you were the first one to ever put one together. Um, I guess you started teaching people. People asked you, you know, what's your secret? Could you teach me to be a ghostwriter? And it just evolved from there. What happened? Oh, well, what happened was I was dying. Um, back in 2000, and um, I, I needed to replace myself because I had some clients that I did not want to leave up in the air. So I started teaching, and I, I wasn't doing it very well because, well, I was dying. Um, then I didn't die, just in case you were wondering how that came out. Yay, congratulations. Thank you. And um, and I started to get a little bit more serious about the class, and over the years it has developed, and it's now um, it's a very specific program. It's a very intense 15-week kind of, um, it's a post-grad level program, but you do not have to have a post-grad, you know, level education to take it. You just have to be able to, you have to know how to write. You have to be able to follow it, and you have to be able to do a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's 15 weeks to launch a career. So it's, we are um, actually helping the economy because we are launching lucrative, recession-proof careers. We're, we're training people how to go out and make a living on their own 
with these skills. And it's pretty good living. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a large ghost uh, writing community? I know some ghost writers. I have some friends that are, are work in the in that realm. Um, is it a small world, or is it a is there a lot of competition? What's the deal? It used to be a very small world. There used to be forty five of us back in the nineteen nineties, in the early nineteen nineties. A guy on the east coast named Dick, uh, Dick Cote went around the country and counted the number of people who were professional ghost writers. I was number forty six when he found me. Nowadays, there are tens of thousands of people who are ghost writing, whether or not they're good at it and whether or not they actually know what they're doing. You know, if you start doing it and, and you just keep at it for a number of years, eventually you're going to figure out what you're doing and you can eventually you're going to figure out how to not make the same mistakes over and over again. That's how I learned. Um, and you will, you know, build up your practice or you'll say, no, this is not for me, and you'll go out and do something else. Right. No. Well, I guess the few things I would be looking for if I'm looking for a ghostwriter, obviously if I read a ghostwriter that, or a book from a ghostwriter that I really, really enjoyed, um, I, would, I might want to start there. But then again, what you said made me take pause, and that is, uh, you know, if, just because you write one way when you're writing, you want to write the way that, um, you, you know, you want to write differently for the author. Uh, the you know the the client you're working for, and they may not know the story that they're telling. So well, the fact is that most think maybe I'm not that perfect. Per, you know, maybe that's not the best way to choose a ghostwriter. I think a lot of it has to do with a personal rapport between the author and the ghostwriter. I think also you need to look for somebody who is, as I said, an experienced ghost, not an experienced writer. And um, not necessarily a best-selling author, although it's always nice to have that kind of um, clout on your side. Uh, let me give you an example. I once had a uh, student who was a best-selling author, and she was ghostwriting. She's a best-selling novelist, and she was ghostwriting novels as kind of a side thing. And she also taught because, as you know, or you don't know, there's not a whole lot of money in being a writer. But there never has been, unless you get to be, you know, one of the big stars. So she was ghostwriting on the side, and she never could seem to make her clients happy. And even though she was always managed to get them published by a traditional publisher, mm -hmm. and some of them even did, you know, their books did very well, they never came back to her for the second book, and she could not figure out why. By the time she finished my class, she understood exactly why her clients weren't coming back to her, and she figured out how to change the way she was approaching their books so that they would. And now her her uh, um, career is much more successful. So it's ghostwriting takes a specific approach. It takes a, pers a specific um, perspective mm -hmm. and way of handling the material. If you if you and I were, for instance, to sit down and talk about well, what you have. I assure you, by the time we finish the 90-minute conversation, I would be able to tell you exactly what you have for a book or possibly a number of books, how to break them up, how to put them together, and we'd have an outline. Right. Because that's my business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard you say the trust thing, and that's, that's big. Um, you've written on, you know, you've written on technical things, and you've written... Um, 
and that's one of the things maybe a lot of people don't know, of all the different um, you've written on fraud and single-parent adoption and past-life regression and history and sports and parenting and addiction and bereavement and all kinds of stuff and child sexual abuse. I, I'm guessing you get very intimate with your clients. Yes. It's, it's a natural side effect of the process. It's an intimate process. So There's no way around it. It can't be done by a robot yet. Right. And you got to be a good listener, and that's a, that's, a, that's a skill on its own. It is. You have to be a good listener. You have to be a discernible listener. You have to know what your author is saying, even when they're not actually saying it. Right. Okay, so... We talked about uh, people who are looking for ghostwriters. Let's, let's go back to some of the people who want to become ghostwriters. Uh, they, they believe they have uh, people, there's a, people are going to be the same. They believe that they're good at writing, uh, but they, they've looked into ghostwriting. They want to become a ghostwriter. They're interested in ghostwriting. Let's start with your class because that's pretty interesting. I don't know. Do you give it online? Do people have to come? To, I, I believe you're in Southern California, so they have to come here, or do you travel the country with your course? Can you tell me a little bit about it? it, it actually, it started out, I used to just teach in Barnes & Noble coffee shops because I like the coffee and I like the books. But um, as the class grew, people wanted to take it that were not right here in Southern California, and it's 15 weeks long, and it's a lot of work, so I couldn't ask people to relocate themselves. I started teaching on the phone right here on, on freeconferencecall.com, as a matter of fact. What? And now... That's exactly the way I do it. I, I have a conference call every week for 15 weeks. It's three hours. We take a break in the middle, and um, it's part lecture, and it's part um, discussion, and it's part review of the homework. There's a lot of homework. There's between um, six to ten hours worth of homework, maybe more if, you know, if you're struggling with an issue, um, every single week, and we go over the homework every single week on the phone, I keep the classes very, very small right? so that I can give individual attention to every single person in the class and because what I'm not trying to do, I'm not trying to flood the market with doctors, you know, um, or, or plumbers. I'm trying to launch careers for individuals. Do you actually, so, do you actually go um, meet the person, talk to the person, sit down with the person, and tell them whether they're right for your class or not? Well, if they're in if they're in Boston or Canada or Texas or Florida, I really can't do that. But we do get on the phone and talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering if there's an interview process they had to go through before they could take your class. Well, we we either go back and forth by email or we go back and forth on the phone. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, everybody gets. I talk to everybody before they sign up. Right. Have you ever even if they do sign up, I'm going to talk to them before, you know, we get going. Right. Have you ever told anybody this class is not right for you? Yes. <laughs> Good. I, there's no way around it. It's just right. not right for some people. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about the class because I'm sure you have bullet points of what people are going to take away from this class, right? Can you give me, like, the, maybe the top three that we can maybe uh, – so we can give some um, – Maybe some really nice little golden nuggets to anybody who is going down that path. Okay. Um, right off the top of my head, the first thing you're going to learn 
is you're going to learn how to look at a manuscript in a way you've never looked at it before. You will never look at writing the same way again. You're going to learn how to look at a written piece of material, even the books that, you, that you've loved all these years, in a totally different way. You're going to look at it from an audience perspective, from an inside the publishing industry perspective, from an inside the words perspective. It's going to be totally different. You're going to be able to find the best part of it, no matter how bad or good it is. You're going to be able to find the deal breakers in it, no matter how bad or good. You're going to be able to take any piece of material, any book, any letter, any article, and see it for the way it was put together and for what the author really intended. That's a major, major, major concept or set of concepts that you're probably not going to find anywhere else. That's number one. Number two, you're going to learn how to write in somebody else's voice without any difficulty because there is a trick to it. There is a technique to it, and I'm going to teach you what it is. And if you, even once you get to the point where you can do it naturally and you can just hear it in the back of your voice and you can just flow with it, when you run into a trouble stop, you can always fall back on that technique and, and get yourself back into the groove without any problem. And the third thing I think you're going to come away with is a lot of confidence. You're going to come away with the confidence that you do deserve to charge between $35,000 and $55,000 per project because that's what you're worth, because you know what you're doing, because this is a profession. It's not a sideline. It's not an advocation. It's a, a real profession. It's how you occupy your time. This is what I do for a living. I work at this eight hours a day, sometimes 10 or 12 hours a day. This is what I do. I write books. You also teach people how to – I really think it's very important um, that you teach people the confidence to go out there and ask to get paid because the, the free line is way too far to the right or left, and it's ridiculous nowadays. Everybody gives everything away for free, and it's nuts. You really have to ask. People only feel your worth based on what you feel your worth is, and so to teach that is, is very, very important. Um, you well, it's not just what you feel your worth. But what you, you really are worth, let's be real, lots of people uh, feel they're worth more than, than what they can deliver huh. from, the, from, the, from the client side. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to give you the confidence and I'm going to give you the skills, not just the confidence, but the, the confidence based on the skills and the, on, on the knowledge, okay, on, on knowing what's going on, on knowing how to do the job. A lot of people go out there, they think they can write, they know they can write, and, and it's a wide open field and a wide open market, and they know there's money out there to be made, and so they go out there and they, they sell themselves, but they don't really know what they're doing, and they don't have the confidence that they know how to handle this job. I will give you the confidence because I will teach you how to handle the job. It really comes down to that. It's that simple. You also teach the... the client have, or the student how to find the client? Absolutely. Oh. No, no sense knowing how to do the job if you can't find a job. Well, you, yeah, for anybody who's already biting at the, at, the, uh, <laughs> at the bit right now, can you give the website out? Oh, it's um, whambytech.com, W-A-M-B-T-A-C.com, and just look on the right-hand side for 
Ghostwriter Certification Training, the next class starts January 23rd, and I have four spaces left. That's all. I just have four spaces left because I have two classes going. The first class is full, and I have four spaces left in the second class. Wonderful. They can also search on your name, Claudia Suzanne, right? Claudia Suzanne, C-L-A-U-D-I-A-S-U-Z-A-N-N-E. Mm-hmm. And that will take you to ClaudiaSuzanne.com, and there's a link directly to WambyTech, which is my company, and Ghostwriter Certification Training. Oh, that's, that's excellent. Um, you can call me at 1-800-641-3936. Very good. And, um, Claudia, anybody, uh, they can also go to your website if they want to hire you as a writer? Absolutely. I do ghostwrite for a living. <laughs> I got three kids in college at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I make my living. Oh, that's great. So um, your clients, you used to mention 35000 to 55000 That immediately takes a bunch of you know people who are going, hey, I want a ghostwriter, and makes them go cringe and go, I do, well. <laughs> I don't mean to cheapen the art at all, but... Uh, the nice thing about the program that we're putting together here is that when um, my students finish, they become interns. And when they, as interns, they work for less money because uh, they're going to be supervised. And so they can take, um, they can work with people who are on the lower end of um, the spectrum and who can't afford my kind of fees. Let's be real. I'm expensive. Right. I've been at this a long time. There are people who are less expensive. Some of my grads are less expensive than me. So we can get a hold of uh, you at your Wambi Tech and actually have you recommend writers for us for um, for our books, correct? Yes, you can. Wonderful. You're a one-stop shop. That's that's the idea. Yes, that we be we are becoming a one-stop shop. We're even at the point of um, as our as our we're, we're creating a ghostwriter guild. I'm a little bit. <clears throat> I'm having a little trouble getting the words out of my mouth here right now. We're creating a ghostwriter guild of our certified ghostwriters, and so we have the people for more or less at the full range of the spectrum. We have people who are still launching their careers and people who have been in this, doing this now for a while. And um, so we can probably take care of you no matter what your price range is. And when you are done with the book, when you and the ghostwriter have finished the book, we have um, a service called, uh, uh, what's it called, <clears throat> Orange, Iridescent Orange Press. I should remember these things. They, they should come out of my mouth much easier. Iridescent Orange Press, we, are, we will e-publish your book when, ah, it, when so you is finish. Is that Publish on Demand or? Publi? Is that Publish on Demand or what is that? Is it's it's e-publishing. We will put your book out digitally. Oh. And we are going to be offering it. We're not running quite yet that far, but we will be offering publish on demand services as well. Oh, wonderful! We are heading towards a one-stop shop. That's excellent. And uh, and the market, you know, a lot of authors they tell me that after the book is written, uh, they think, oh my gosh, I finally got over that huge journey, and they're just realizing because of the marketing and you know, publishing is one thing. But getting the book out is is a whole new journey. It's the beginning. It's of a it's two journey. You help them learn how to market or market or all those things. Yes. Wonderful. We, we help them learn how to market. Um, we'll help we'll help put their books out for them so that they don't have to go through the rigmarole 
of um, figuring out how to do convert to EPUB and Kindle and this and that and the other thing and what have you. We, we, we have the technology here in-house to do that for them, for our clients. Not, not, we're not taking submissions from the general public, but for our clients, we will take care of that. For the people who come to the Ghost Rider Guild, we will take care of that. And if they want physical books, we can do the print on demand for them and we can help them put together a marketing plan so that they can go out and promote that book because that's what it all comes down to these days. You have to go out and promote your book. Right. Well, that's, that's huge. I think uh, everything you're doing is pointing in the right direction to help people out. Um, I was going to say, though, one of the takeaways I had from your first bullet point was that if I'm an author, this could be wonderful for me, <laughs> learning, how to, learning how to go over a manuscript and see things from a different light and different – I just thought – I just think as a, a writer in general, even if you're writing your own book, that this could be a very interesting course to take. Well, because an awful lot of people have mentioned that to me, um, we do offer consumer classes, for want of a better word, for the aspiring author people who want to learn these skills, but they don't want to learn them to help other people. They want to learn them so that they can work on their own material. And so we're offering, uh, we're setting a new uh, series of classes along those lines as well. The first class that we're offering is, what's the name of it? Storytelling 101. And it's for novelists who want to do exactly that, who want to learn the secrets of ghostwriting to apply to their own storytelling. And um, we will also be offering very soon uh, the story of life for memoirists who want to learn the secrets of ghostwriting to apply to their own memoirs. So one by one, we're going to be offering a lot of new consumer classes as well. If you go to ClaudiaSuzanne.com and you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get all of this information as, it, as it's released. Wow. Well, that sounded like an awful convenient segue. Let me let, me, uh, let everybody know. Uh, this is not a commercial for, Su- uh, for um, Claudia, Suzanne. Uh, we've, we've, this is the first time we've met, and um, I really just wanted to speak to a ghostwriter, but she's got all, this incredible, all these incredible services and, um, you know, and the training and everything, so I really want her to get it out there because this is important to the people that, uh, that need this stuff. But I make no money from uh, promoting you or, 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 or uh, getting excited about your classes. I just want to make that clear. No, no. Uh, I do have some affiliates, but you're not one of them. No, I'm not. <laughs> but maybe I should be. Anyway, I think I think what you're doing is really excellent, and uh, the person that that connected us together is just uh, Devin is just a top notch, and she knows, you know, quality when she sees it, and so I'm very excited and happy and um, and honored uh, that you took some time with us today, Claudia. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's ethical. I get very passionate about it. Sometimes I trip over my own words. I do write better than I talk, but I, I get very passionate about ghostwriting because I'm, I, I want people who have great books inside of them to get those books out, and if they don't have the time and they don't have the wherewithal themselves, then I want to be able to help them get those books out. There's nothing that makes me happier than when somebody comes to me as one of my um uh, clients, a former client came to me um, and said, I love the book. This is everything I ever wanted. I can't thank you enough. That just, you know, I can live on that for a week. 
Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get paid, but it's nice to have an attaboy every once in a while, too, right? It is. And if you don't love helping people, this is not the field for you. You have to really get off on helping people. I uh, One of the first CIA office people I ever worked with, because for some reason CIA um, operatives seemed to find me, but the first one I ever worked with was an older gentleman who had been OSS, and then he was CIA. Uh-huh. And um, he had been telling these stories in his life for years and years and years, and everybody was sick and tired of listening to them, and they never wanted to hear them again. So he and I got together, and we wrote his book, and we got all those stories down exactly the way he wanted them. And then I cleaned it up so that it read really nicely, and it flowed. But it still sounded just like him. And um, when the book came out, and it did, um, I got a call from his daughter, which I I'd never even met her. She just wanted to thank me because she read her father's book. It was down. It was done. It sounded just like him. She was so thrilled she didn't know what to do. And, you know, like I said, I, I lived on that for a week, maybe two. It was fantastic. Oh, that's incredible. Again, we're speaking to Claudia. I'll get your name right this time, Claudia. I apologize. Claudia Suzanne. And the company, again, is... Um, Wambi Tech. Wambi, Wambi Tech. Tech Communications. And that's spelled W-A-M, B as in boy, T as in Tom, A, C as in cat. Yes. And you can hit that dot com or just uh, go ahead and Google uh, Claudia Suzanne with two N's and one Z. Claudia, thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything, any parting uh, words you'd like to... Uh, to throw in there? Well, I I think if there's anything I'd like to say to your aspiring authors, don't be afraid to sit down and and, and say what you have to say. Don't couch it. Don't worry about who's going to read it. Don't be concerned about the, the teacher in the back of your head or your parents and the niceties they want you to conform to or all the people that you're afraid you're going to hurt. Are you writing? Just put it down, and we'll fix it. Anything can be fixed. That's excellent. Claudia, Suzanne, thank you again so much for coming on today and sharing with us. It's been a well. Thank you, JW. Everybody, everybody, have a great day and even a better tomorrow. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to JW On Purpose with JW Nigerian. You can find JW On Purpose at jwonpurpose.com. JW On Purpose is the property and is a trademark of Meta Media Group, and this audio is copyright 2011, and all rights are reserved.